my show, Truth in Texas Banking. I'm so happy to have Lisa Armstrong. Lisa is the Managing Director of Commercial Banking in the Dallas-Fort Worth market. And we're excited to have someone like Lisa We're on our show to talk about being involved in the community and being a banker. I'm so happy to have Lisa Armstrong with me. One of the reasons I'm so excited to talk with you, Lisa, is it's just how you came to be in banking. So I'm going to ask you a couple of questions around that because I think sometimes people think bankers are stuffy. There's nothing that we do but banking. So looking at your background and things that you've done, I'm really interested in why did you become a banker? Tell me a little bit about that. When I went to college, I studied accounting and I studied accounting because it was the basis for all business. Mm -hmm. And I really didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew that an accounting degree would help me do whatever I wanted to do. Right. And accounting's great, LaVonda, but forgive me to the accountants, it is boring. And so (laughs) I figured out early on that I enjoyed working with the numbers, understanding the financial statements, but I wanted the application of accounting. And what drove me to banking was the fact that it's something new and different every single day. I don't get bored. I have a high boredom factor, but solving challenges for clients just takes that away. And so I get to use all that accounting, but I also really don't have to be bored with the debits and the credits. I think that's interesting that you found that, you know, something you're good at numbers, but that you could use that skill to really help people with business. And I think that's something that a lot of people don't always understand when it's especially the younger ones, when they get into a, a degree plan, they may not realize that they have a lot of options when they get that degree. And as long as they find what their passion is, they can follow it and you know really make a difference in other people's lives, no matter what that looks like. Did you ever see yourself as a community leader when you started in banking? Did you see how that would evolve into being, becoming a community leader and becoming really involved in our community you live in? You know, I never did. You know, I really started out just wanting to serve clients clients um, and grow a bank and get to know what made different businesses tick. And I never really thought about community involvement, but part of banking is being very active in the community. It, it just fell in very naturally that as I progressed in the bank, I became more and more active with the community. And I, I thoroughly enjoy it. Yeah, I found that a lot of times that people, when they first start their careers, they go to a lot of networking in order to build their you know, client base. But then they find in some of those networking places and things that people do that they find a passion for something that they really like seeing. It's like, how can I help and be more involved? It starts out as trying to you know get more clients, then how I can be more involved with the community. Tell us a little bit about how you got involved with Family Place and with Dallas Blooms. I started out on actually a a board of Hard House, which serves refugee children in the Vickery Meadow area and trying to keep them safe in that environment. And so that was really where I started. And I determined I really liked doing things that supported children. And so when I rolled off of that board, I started looking for another board to be involved with in addition to the Arboretum and gravitated towards the family place Mm-hmm. because of what it does. And the more I learned about the mission of the family place in taking care of women and children that are really, for the most part, in life-threatening situations, I thought it was really, really important to be part of that and to fundraise for that. And so that's how I became involved with the family place. It really started back working with, with refugee children. I was on the board for the Dallas Arboretum for six years, and I chaired the finance committee for several years. And as part of 
serving that organization, I fell in love with the garden. I, and wow. it, it is just awesome. And, you know, it's one of those places that you walk into the garden and your blood pressure immediately goes down because exactly. it's so beautiful. You know, Dallas Blooms for me is, is incredibly special because I love tulips and I love azaleas. You know, spring is just a rebirth. And it. I think we, we said it very well when we were talking about why are we going to sponsor Dallas Blooms? Because number one, we're so ready for spring by the time spring gets here. (laughs) Being Texans, we just don't deal with winter well. And so ready for spring. And then it brings all of this beauty and all of this hope that comes in with the new birth of spring. And so that's why Dallas Blooms is is special to me. I love that. People have not had the opportunity to see Dallas Blooms at the Arboretum. It is something special. And what I love about the most is that it's right in the center of our city where everyone can go and enjoy. But it is truly like when you walk in, you just feel like you're in a different place, similar to like Disneyland, right? Because when I, you walk in Disneyland, you think you're somewhere else. When I walk in the Dallas Arboretum, I just feel like I've been transported into something that's beautiful and natural and just really get to enjoy the time and the space. And you forget you're in the city. Yeah. And that's that's awesome. And and yeah. Dallas Blooms can really can go and everyone can enjoy the beautiful garden uh, no matter where they live. And they know there's a lot of things with kids there to make sure that they, they're able to see that as well. That's right. And just the children's garden is great. And so it, Dallas Arboretum has something for everyone. And, and so it's, it's a great asset to our city. And I'm, I'm thrilled to be part of it. Spring has sprung at the Dallas Blooms with its theme Birds in Paradise, the largest floral festival in the Southwest, now through April 10th. Presented by Veritex Community Bank, this world-class tulip show features more than 500,000 spring flowers, peacock topiaries, family activities, and live music on the weekends. Visit the Rory Myers Children's Adventure Garden in a tasteful place and see why Architectural Digest lists us as one of the 15 most breathtaking gardens in the world. Visit DallasArboretum.org for a list of all activities. excited that you've joined the bank and and what you bring along with that. I think hopefully one of the things you found since you've been here for a short time at this point, you know, our employees are really involved in our communities and what we do. And so I wanted to talk to you a little bit about, you know, why it's important for to work at a place that really we hope supports the communities they live and work in and what that means to you and what you hope to help bring that along with our culture every day. So I think some of us are very, very blessed to get to do what we do every day. Mm -hmm. And I personally feel like giving back is critical to making the city a much better place for everyone to live and work. I just think it's critically important that everyday people do something to better their environment. And, and so that's why I think it's critical that we do it as an institution. And it's one of the things that drew me to Veritex Community Bank was the fact that we are a community bank. We're big enough to do what I really like to do with the commercial bank, but we also are very committed to the communities where we live and work. I think one of the things you just said just really resonates with me the most is that 
every one of us can make a difference. Individually, we all have a part to play in our communities, and that's what drives us to be you know, part of something. As a company, we have resources that help drive some changes for so everyone can have a better life. And I think that that's something that a lot of people don't look at, people who are working in a bank may look at, that we're individuals ourselves. We, we come to work every day, but we have individual needs and, and desires that we want to help our communities that we live and work in be successful because then it quite frankly helps all of us when everyone has that opportunity. I, I really appreciate that that's your point is that individually we can make a difference on what we do every day. One of the things I want to talk about is your career. Tell me a little bit, if you could talk to your 18-year-old self, Lisa, what would you tell yourself about your life and what it's going to be like? It is kind of deep there, Lamont. So I think what I would tell myself is to realize the impact you can make by just being engaged and really understanding others' points of views. Mm -hmm. Whether we're working to solve something for a client to help them continue to grow their business, because I look at businesses, well, as clients, as revenue for our bank, because that's what we do, but they also are lives. Right. So businesses employ people and and small to medium businesses are the core of our economy. And so being able to help them achieve what they want to achieve and employ lots of different individuals is a really critical thing that you don't think about when you stop off to be a banker is the impact that you are truly making to the lives of employees. And so by helping businesses thrive and be successful, you really are contributing to your community by offering really good employment. That's awesome. I love hearing that. I'm so interested in talking with you about, just talk to me about how you got into banking, but what's it like to be a woman in commercial banking? Listen, there's still not that many, right? In commercial banking. And how is it different being a woman in commercial banking for you? And what have you seen throughout your career change? And what do you hope for for other women who want to be in commercial banking? Men and women think very differently. And so you just have to acknowledge and embrace the differences and really be okay with it. We all do a great job, but we get there differently. I think that's true. The difference is what makes us all better in all all walks of our life, right? No matter our socioeconomic backgrounds make it different, but we all make up a part of something. We'd love to see more women and more minorities and more people be interested in being commercial banking. What do you think we should do more of and how do we help that process move that along? I think training is critical and I am so thrilled we are starting a development program for young people. Me too. Um, I just think that is that is really where where you start. And because there's so much to being a commercial banker, you really got to have technical skills, but you really have to have people skills as well. And so it's almost left brain, right brain things. And you'll you may find this amusing, but <laughs> when I define success for myself, mm-hmm define success as when somebody meeting me, whether it's another banker or a client, they could not tell my natural strength, whether it was technical or people skills. And so because I clearly am a technical, I mean, if they know I'm an accounting major, they know I'm technical, but I wanted to develop that other side to where I really could be really good at both. And that's the target I set for myself to define success. Um, But it takes a lot of work because we all have natural abilities 
usually one side or the other. And so you've really got to work on that other side. And so I think it's giving young people the opportunities to get the experience they need and the training they need so that they really can do both. I think that's interesting you talk about that because I, I always talk about, you know, working that muscle that we don't always use. We all have a strong muscle in our life that we use, whether it's technical or relational somewhat. And so you have to really flex that other muscle so the other one doesn't become so dominant that you don't have one or the other. And one of the things that I found in just looking at bankers growing up in banking and looking at it is that I think there's a, a perception about banking in general in our college students about what banking is, about what all the jobs can be in banking, right? Lenders, commercial bankers, things like that. There's operations, but there's a vast array of banking jobs to fit different kinds of categories. Not everyone has to be a finance accounting major to be a great commercial banking. You have to have some of the technical aspects of it, of course, but I've seen a lot of great bankers in, that are not accounting or finance majors, but they learn, they use that muscle and learn those technical skills to do that. And vice versa, I've had some people that are accounting and finance majors that were better in, you know, more back office type of stuff. So I'd like to see us do more about what banking can do for you and really try to help people see if you like working with people, banking is a people skilled service industry. And we got to have more people wanting to be there. We are a graying aspect of everyday life. So I'm, I'm interested in hear how someone who's had a very successful career like you, how do you pass that along? How do you pass Lisa along to others so others can thrive in, in a job like yours? So I think it's all about communicating, you know, having conversations with folks about lessons learned and about different opportunities, because I so agree with you. There are so many different things you can do in a bank. Right. Um, and, and everybody just th- looks at it and says, oh, I don't know that I want to do that because they pigeonhole it. And, right. and, and they really don't understand how much fun it can be to just be learning constantly. And that is the one thing I'd say about banking is you learn something new every single day. And so if that's exciting to you, then check it out. But I think we have to get down into the college campuses and really communicate because commercial banking is one of those industries that it doesn't have the glitz that investment banking has. And, you know, it's a good, stable industry, you know, but that that tends to be with young kids. They, they see boring. And yeah. so we, we need to communicate about how much fun it really is to be constantly learning and, and to be caring for clients and building those relationships and watching businesses achieve their specific goals. Um, it's quite fun. And so I think we just have to communicate more and and really get bankers on college campuses and really build those relationships with banking programs so we can communicate. You must have had someone that was or one or two people. I know I did throughout my career that were you know, someone's like, you know, I want to emulate that person. I, I learned from that person, you know, why I want to do this. So who was that for you and why? I had a manager early in my career and believe it or not, I was, I was the trainer for a credit training program. 
for one of our competitors. And the individual that ran credit training for the nation, it was one of the big banks, was very influential on what I became. And and it really was just listening to him and learning from him. Today, he was one of my favorite bosses. But it was also an opportunity where I got to interact with every single group of the bank Because, you know, credit training, everybody comes to talk to the credit class. And so I got exposed to so many different things. And in conversations with him, I just learned a tremendous amount. And he probably was the most influential in what I became. Yeah, I think that's interesting. I think one of the things we talk about is when you get to a certain point, one of the reasons that, you know, good bankers make good leaders, but good leaders also make good community involvement people, right? Because it affords you that time to go be involved in the community, working in a bank like ours, and and really shows you when you deal with clients, really what their struggles are. I mean, listen, it's not easy to own a business. I think when you work for a business, you see certain things, but when you own a business and you're put your blood, sweat, and equity and your money into it to make it work, you really want to have someone to help you take care of that and, and have the same passion about growing it as you do, right? And that's what, to me, what a banker does. I agree with you. And, and you know, business owners, you think about what they set out to achieve, but I think about not only what does the business do, but I, I do focus on the lives because business owners are responsible for families. Right. And so it is a tremendous responsibility. I think the more we can support business, the more we are really, truly supporting our community. That's awesome. So let me ask you one last question on this. I know that you're involved in Family Place, Dallas Blooms. You're a great commercial leader. You're hiring a team. You've been doing this for a while. Have you ever looked back and said, if I had to do all over again, I would do this differently than I did today? What is like one of the biggest lessons you learned about you know, what, what drives you? Why does it drive you the way it does? You know, I don't know that I would do anything differently. You know, I think experience teaches you about yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and so I don't know how you get experience faster to really, I mean, it's just one of those yeah. things you have to learn as you progress. And I have an independent streak a mile long. And so I need flexibility. I need to be able to have conversations and bounce ideas. I would have had environments with a little less structure earlier in my career. I don't know that I had enough experience, though, to be successful there. So it's that's probably not a very good answer to your question. But I think it's it's experience and learning what where you thrive and what makes what makes you feel like you're successful in contributing? Yeah, I agree with you. I have a 23-year-old daughter who not quite sure what she wants to do. And I, and I always tell her, it's like, you've got to experience things to know what you like and what you don't like. And sometimes I can't fix that for you. Only you can do that because we're not the same people, right? And you're going to have to find your way to, to do that. And I, I kind of talk about it. It's like, it's not your only job. It's your first job. And you don't know, you take every little bit you get from that job and learn from it, and build on it. That's right. Well, thank you, Lisa. I really enjoyed speaking with you. I'm just so thrilled to have someone of your caliber and all you do to be involved in the community. We're just fortunate to have someone like you working with us and to help lead us down that path. So thank you so much for your, your time this morning. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. And I'm thrilled to be here. I'm really excited about where we're going. It's an exciting time at Veritex. Thank you so much.